Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome back, everybody, to Caravan of Garbage, where we are wrapping up the Indiana Jones film series. Mm, the tetralogy. Mm-hmm. Some people think it's a quadrilogy, but that's not a real thing. Whoa. It's a tetralogy, I think, maybe, probably. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure, but I started the sentence and I'm going to finish it now. I'm finishing it now. Four movies, tetralogy. I admire your confidence. Thanks. You feeling confident enough to allow everybody to leave a like on this video? Yes. Great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mason. Yes. Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yes. Finally, we got here. The good one, Finally. <laughs> Took, took You're going to continue this joke no, for the whole video? I, I think I stopped at last video. I think you might have, yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? Mm-hmm. We had a bunch of Indiana Jones before this, like leading up to it. Did we? I mean, after 89. Oh. So there were lots of books. There were a mm. few comics. There were a whole lot of pretty solid video games. Mm, there and was some edutainment, as there, we know. Well, that's the thing, because Harrison Ford actually reprised his role as Indiana Jones in the young Indiana Jones Chronicles. He? Yeah, he's got a beard because he was filming The Fugitive at the time. Oh, right. Because there's definitely, if I recall, there's definitely another actor who plays a very old Indiana Jones there's with an a, eye patch. Yeah, there's a few. Yeah. There's like a little kid and then there's like Sean Patrick Flannery age mm. and there might be some others in there as well. <laughs> An actor of Sean Patrick Flannery age? Mm, that's right. Did they get Sean Patrick Flannery or did they just want somebody? He wasn't available. Moi. <laughs> Imagine, imagine you're Sean Patrick Flannery, and the, the 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 audition sheet comes out, and they're like, "We want somebody of Sean Patrick Flannery age." Yeah, and you're like, "I'm Sean Patrick Flannery age." No, not quite. Not quite. Though, not no. what we're looking for. Mm. Here's the thing about this one as well. Go on. It just feels late. I feel like mm. they missed a okay. trick making one in the mid '90s to make it feel okay. like the old ones because it doesn't feel like any of well, the Well, then how prior. do you feel... Do you feel like the dial, the upcoming Dial of Destiny is too late? Too 2000 and late? Well, I haven't seen it. Yeah, right. But it's but do probably you, too, too you late. Think it, you think it's past its prime? Okay. I mean, again, I haven't seen it. Okay, let me ask you this about this movie particularly. Yeah. Having just rewatched it, presumably recently, mm-hmm. what do you think about it now? What did you think about it then when it came out? It came out and I thought it was okay. I think it dips wildly at a point, which a we'll point. talk about. And then <laughs> we I, might have the exact same time code. <laughs> that's right. And then I spent a long time like really not liking it mm. and watching it again. I'm like, it's fine. Yeah, look, I remember intensely disliking it when it came out. Mm. I haven't seen it since. I didn't see it again at the cinemas. Why would I? Yeah. Didn't see it on the, any kind of home media. Didn't mm-hmm. watch it on VHS. Yep. Uh, so this is my first rewatch, and I think a lot of it is pretty good. See, you know, you know what I, I think? I think he's maybe tricking some people. Yeah. The uh, movie has moved to the 1950s, mm-hmm. and everybody seems a little bit more colourful. It's less of a grubby universe, I think. Yeah. And I think people are like, this looks 
This has an unreality to it. I don't think the unreality is a result of the era because I don't hate the concept of this. Oh no, there's two. There's two unrealities to this. One is is that <laughs> yeah. the, the moving the era to the fifties, and the other one is the incredibly shonky CGI. Sure, but we'll get to that. I'm sure later. Absolutely. But where do you where do you set a movie when Harrison Ford is in his sixties? That's true. You have to set it. Yeah. In this era, mm. like I I don't hate the idea of aliens and mm. Kate Winslet and not Kate Winslet. What's the fuck's her name? The name, mm. Kate. She's a strat Blanchett. There we go. Yeah, right. And Kate Blanchett heading up a bunch of Russians. It's fine as a concept. In the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Oh, here we go. He met Dracula. <laughs> yes. He can meet some aliens. And what he learned about blood types or something? Mate, he... No, they killed him. <laughs> oh, good. All right. Well, you're right. So you know, Indiana Jones is meant to be a pulp adventure hero, mm. and in the era of the original movies. He would have been exploring ancient ruins and meeting supernatural creatures and or having supernatural experiences and so forth. Yeah. And in the 1950s, people started getting obsessed with little green men and UFOs and mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. And if his character had continued in pulp novels or radio plays or whatever they were doing at the time or, or movie serials, he would have been searching for that sort of thing. It's like the character of Rick Dangerous, James. Oh, yeah. From the, the, the computer game series Rick Dangerous, where originally... The game's Rick Dangerous, James. That's exactly <laughs> Never played this. Well, a Rick Dangerous, James, originally was uh, was uh, was an Indiana Jones-style hero, a rip-off, you might say. And then mm. in 1990, in Rick Dangerous 2, he became more of a Flash Gordon-style hero. Oh. And then this movie came out, a mere... 18 years later, coincidence? I think not. It sounds like a coincidence. Mm. But you're right. I don't, I'm I'm not mad about the uh, turn to aliens. I am a little bit mad that they were like, the, the vernacular had to change. They're like, no, they're actually interdimensional beings. You know what it is? I've just thought it. You know what it is? Yeah. There's too much explanation. Okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. There is a lot of like looking at a thing and being like, what's this about? And what does this mean? Is this Mayan? Is this interdimensional? Who's this guy? What does he know? But the thing is, if we can jump to the end just briefly and get, then go back, there's too much explanation as to what was happening. Okay. Like John Hurt, who is a nice addition to this franchise, I think, yeah. is just like, it's definitely interdimensional beings. Is it? Give, give me a little bit of ambiguity it's, there. Well, the reason you know? that happened is because Lucas for years was like, I want to do Aliens. And Spielberg was like, I don't want to do another Alien movie. I've mm. made a couple Alien movies already. It's not interesting yeah, right, to me. Uh-huh. So Lucas said, well, let's do interdimensional beings. And Spielberg literally went, whatever. Okay, sure. And that's how we got here. As long as we do not use the word aliens and, and someone says, yes, that is what this is. Why not do aliens, though? Yeah, I, I feel yeah. like you're right. There's too many levels of complexity. And nobody would say that in the 50s, interdimensional no. beings, probably. But anyway, John Hurt, it was nice to see him. Yep. Ray Winston and Jim Broadbent are also in this and are great. But I think two people that were missing, and we see them on little... Yeah, we, we see them on uh, Indy's desk in little production stills that have been turned into <laughs> family photographs. We don't have Marcus Broding. We don't have Henry Jones Sr. Yeah, one passed away and Sean Connery was like, I'm very retired. Thanks, Alex G. Mm. And that's why he didn't want to yeah, reappear yeah. in this one. But I think it was... And, and it's nice to have... Karen Allen? It's nice to have Karen Allen. Yeah. But... The fact that everybody else is new, kind of, there's, there's, there feels like a disconnect there. Yeah, you know I, what I, mean? I don't disagree with that. I, I didn't hate Shia LaBeouf in this. I don't like him. Initially, I did because he shows up in the full Marlon Brando with the, yeah. with the weird, you know, the hat they had. I and, know. And the thing about that is, it's sad. It feels sad. Yeah. Because you know how they borrowed Indiana Jones's look. Yeah. They're like, well, let's take an iconic, mm. like a different iconic movie star look, and just slap it on this fucking idiot. Yeah. The thing is, James. Obviously, they're like, okay, well. You want you want him to be the most iconic version of that from that era, and that is Marlon Brando. But the thing about that look is, 
No one, including Marlon Brando, can actually pull off that hat. <laughs> you see that movie? It's embarrassing, that hat. No one looks good in that hat. But then he loses the hat fairly quickly. Yeah, and I'm like, point. okay. Yeah. yeah, leather jacket and a knife is fine. He looks like he, he, he looks like he is in a Marlon Brando cosplay. Yeah. Furry cosplay. <laughs> no, that's not it. I can't back that up. Um, but then I'm like, okay, I'm settling into this character. I don't, I don't, I don't mind this. I liked. Uh, his, I, think I liked his back and forth between Indy and, and Mutt. I, I quite enjoyed it for the most part. I believed it. Yeah, I think it. I think probably like my real world dislike for Shia LaBeouf mm. is definitely creeping into this. Yeah, right. But I just I don't think in terms of additions, if you compare him to any of the previous companions. Literally any of them. Yeah. Uh-huh. He doesn't stack up. Right. Okay. And that, like the fake kind of the faux toughness that he's doing, I don't, mm. I don't, doesn't, I don't feel it. It's very much that concept of like this is the it guy. You all love this yeah. guy because at this point he'd done a few things. He'd done uh, Transformers. Transformers, and... the first one. He'd done Constantine. Yeah. Uh, other things that we would recognize. Holes. Holes. <laughs> I think they should have given it to like maybe Josh Hartnett. Yeah, perfect. That would have been yeah. great. But yeah, you're right. He'd, he'd done a, a few roles. He, he was a big box office draw, seemingly. Mm. And they were like, well, we can't miss out on this guy. We've got to get him in. <laughs> We've got to put him in that stupid hat. Absolutely. Here's the thing about Harrison Ford in this. Mm-hmm. He does kind of feel like listless for some of okay. it. Just kind of like, all right, um, well, I've done a lot of this, but I think I can, I can go along with whatever's happening mm-hmm. here. And I'll say this of The Force Awakens. Okay. Um, that's right. Oh, I'm gonna, here we go. Uh, that's right. I'm going to compliment say, okay, The Force Awakens. For SEO, can you say something about The Last Jedi as well? <laughs> sure. Okay, great. He's not in that movie. There you go. That's true. That Controversial. There's an energy that Harrison Ford has in The Force mm. Awakens, which I don't feel is here. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that being said, I think he looks good. Mm. Like, he looks strong. I remember him looking a lot older. Yeah, right. Then, mm. like, mm. seeing it now, I'm like, oh, he looks... Terrific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he's clearly like he's kept up with it. There's a moment at the start where you just see him like climbing some boxes and he's just <laughs> he's just moving really well. You'll believe a man can climb some boxes. But a guy that age moving like that, that's mm. unusual. There's a moment where he's just in a white t shirt. Yeah. Looks fucking incredible. He looks incredible. Yeah. And he's facing off against, you know, some of the most intense actors from network television at the time. (laughs) The Janet from Scrubs. Yep, absolutely. Who I love. uh, Some other guys. The guy from the OC, Alan Dale. That's right. Australia's (laughs) own Alan Dale is in that room. Neighbours own Alan Dale. That's true. I also feel like there's an in-canon reason for why Indiana Jones is still like this. Roids. No, I'll talk about, but maybe I'll talk about it later. Here's the thing I do like about this. Mm -hmm. I think the opening action sequence, I know like the nobody likes the ferrets and whatever. I, I uh-huh. agree. I know they're not ferrets. It doesn't matter. Let's just all move past it. Move past the ferrets, folks. The bit where he's taking on all the Russians mm-hmm. and he's just tearing through them and Mac is the only one in that warehouse that is just like, this is a fucking lunatic. Yeah, uh-huh. You need to back up from this guy. He's <laughs> right. got to kill all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you can see the rage rising in him <laughs> and he's going to snap. He's going to do one of his signature big punches. That's right. And you are all in a lot of trouble. He's going to punch three to four of you at a time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when, when, he comes out of the, when he comes out of the trunk of the car. Mm. You know what's interesting about that sequence and I never, I hadn't thought about it? Right at the start, there's the moment where the teens go past in their car yeah. and you think something is going to happen. Like you think the teens are going to be Russian operatives or something, and they're gonna okay, they're, sure they're gonna crash into the the the, the army vehicle, and, and yeah. they're gonna ta- whatever. They just leave. It's just what's a, their adventure going on? Was that Archie and the gang? It's uh, it's just a nod to they like, headed to Riverdale. Yeah, they're heading to Riverdale. Wow. I think it's just a for nod. a sock hop <laughs> and a malt shop. Probably, I thought so. 
I think it's just a nod to like George Lucas's love of you know that oh, era. It was the American Graffiti Kids. Exactly, they were going to do some American graffiti. Absolutely. I also love that the American government hamburger. <laughs> would say. <laughs> That's right. Apple pie. Big glowing neon sign that Marlon says... Marlon Brando's stupid hat. Malt shop. Mm. Yeah. I also believe that the US government would just put an alien in a box and forget about it. Yeah. Mm. And just... Where is it? <laughs> Somewhere it is. Yeah. Should we check in on it? That's nah, probably alright. probably right. fine. Who's going to go there? Put it next to the, the box that's got God in it. <laughs> I love that. I think that's great. What if the alien and God have a conversation they want to get out of here? <laughs> well, we locked the boxes, so yeah. and we put some other boxes on top of those boxes, so yeah, exactly. they're not getting out. Speaking of boxes, mm-hmm. the fridge moment. Yeah. Now, I know that this has become like a thing. It's the you know, the nuke the fridge, it's the jumping the shark of mm-hmm. this particular franchise, oh, right? What that there was an era for jumping the shark yeah. as well. This idea came from an early Back to the Future script where the original idea for time travel was a fridge and a nuclear explosion. Oh, I see. But and the thing about this is, I just I know it's unrealistic. Uh-huh. I just I don't care. I didn't care this time. I don't know, yeah. yeah. I, and I think do you remember in like Temple of Doom they drop out of a plane in a in a boat? Mm-hmm. They do silly things all the time. And I love the reveal, like the silhouette of Indiana Jones with the nuclear explosion, mm. like kind of ushering in this new era. Oh my god. I love that. I and think he said it's great. this is ushering in a new era. <laughs> is it good? Well, it's been better, but this is definitely a new era. <laughs> well, that can really do more than one old man with a whip. <laughs> I feel a little bit uh, past my user-by date, honestly. You know what he should have done? Jumped in the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, absolutely. He should have taken a, a nuclear-powered journey with God, and they could have had a chat. <laughs> I also think the uh, the motorcycle chase through the uni is a little bit of fun. Mm, that's a bit of fun. Agreed. I like that he's still teaching kind of on the fly. I wonder whether all of his students, this is the first time they've seen him do anything like yeah, this. Right. So they're mm. just like, what is this? Mm-hmm. You know, imagine seeing like like a professor or high school teacher, you know, just tear through the university oh, on, like a, on a motorcycle. James, I know you're like, well, that's a, it'd be a big thing for seeing your teacher on a big motorcycle having a big chase, but just imagine a teacher doing anything out of school. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, this guy's at the movies. I saw my teacher at the shop. <laughs> what was he buying? I don't know, regular shop stuff. He was in a T-shirt. That happened to me a bit. Oh, yeah. Kids freak out when they see you in the real world. But the thing about this movie is... Go on. As it goes on, the the modern kind of effects of the day and style kind of mm-hmm. takes over. There's that soft The Hobbit kind of glow. James, it's one hour and 20 minutes. It's exactly <laughs> when it happens. They end up in the jungle. Yeah. There's a chase. and There's a big cutting machine, a yeah, big the, CGI mm. cutting machine. The thing about that scene is also it doesn't look bad all of the time. Mm. They really did have a stretch that they like ran back and forth through. It was like the scene in The Matrix... Reloaded, where it changes to CGI. When it's, in the big it's Neo fighting all the Agent Smiths, and he's fighting about twenty Agent Smiths, and they're all real stuntmen. And yep. then they're like, "Okay, bring in fifty more Agent Smiths." And obviously, there wasn't enough room on the basketball court. It wasn't enough. Hugo Weaving doesn't have that many brothers. <laughs> That's true. So they, they had to cut it. He short. has cousins, but you know, <laughs> he's beefing with those cousins. So it's a lot of cousins, man. Yeah. Um, and so they just switch to all CGI, and it just. You can immediately the tell. The monkeys and the swinging. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. The, monkeys, the, the the point at which Shia LaBeouf is, is doing the splits between two different yeah. jeeps while sword fighting and he keeps getting hit in the nuts with branches and he's still doing What is No, yeah. that's... I mean, you do that for real? Yeah. That's the best stunt of all time. Absolutely. You know? John Claude Van Damme would do it, you know? <laughs> to advertise a, 
a, a, a, a, min, a mineral water or something. Or mint mobile or something. Mint mobile. <laughs> but it, but it's not real and it doesn't look real. Yeah. It doesn't have any weight to it. Yeah. And they continue that with that for a lot of it. There's even the scene at the end where they're all sort of like sitting around in the ruins and they're like, boy, that was a big adventure we had. And you'd be, it'd be, you'd be like, yeah, it, it, it was, but it's undercut by the fact that they're, they're nowhere. Yeah. They're in a void and there's some brickwork and the rest is green. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You've probably heard this, or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size, and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day are now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away, and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025,001. 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind, so you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother Or sales. I definitely prefer don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, 
but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weekly planet or lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weekly planet. Shopify.com slash weekly planet. Cha-ching sound effects. Screen. Yeah. And you couldn't go to you couldn't go to a real place for that? A place? Top of a convenience store? Boy, <laughs> she had a lot of adventures here. Boy. I bought a t-shirt down there. Isn't this where they film clerks? Boy, <laughs> what an adventure. That's right. The thing is as well, and this really surprised me, Spielberg didn't shoot this movie in digital. Mm-hmm. And this was in the era where they were doing that. Like the mm. previous two Star Wars movies had done it. And here's a quote from him that says it looks like we shot it three years after Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. You'd never know there was 20 years between shooting. And that might be what the raw footage looks like with mm. a bit of tweaks, but that's... Uh, you can tell. Yeah. You can really tell. I know you mentioned Mac and you're like, I like him or whatever. I just Who's don't... Mac? Uh, Ray Winston. Oh, yeah. I don't think he's funny uh-huh. or interesting. Mm. And that again, it's that layers upon layers of like, I'm an a, I'm, I'm a double-cross dude, no, I'm a double agent, mm. I'm a yeah, triple right, agent. Uh-huh. It's just like, I don't know. I think they just, because they were like part of the trope of Indiana Jones is somebody's going to betray him at some point, so they had to throw that guy in. Okay, I great. Think. But it, he's, again, just as a, as a general companion you meet along the way he's no Jonathan Rhys Davies as an example I think if maybe if they had kept them side by side why don't you have a photo of Jonathan Rhys Davies on his desk he probably did somewhere amongst it's got the, the boom mic, it's got the boom mic <laughs> yeah. in the frame it's just like whatever you take it from the making of we don't care I also feel like where this falls down is that it's really light on the horror elements of the previous yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. There's a moment where a bunch of Russians get torched by a jet engine. Yeah. And it just feels like some guys just being engulfed in CGI flame and nothing. Mm. Like uh, the, the fire ants or the, the, the yeah. giant ant situation. Exactly. Much better, I feel, than the CGI rats from uh, the third movie, Mason. Oh, yes. Yeah. Remember when mm. I said that and a lot of people yelled at me that they weren't CGI? Mm. I just want people to know that's a thing I believe. You didn't miss a joke okay, that true. I said. Not, Not you, Mason. I'm <laughs> telling everybody. I miss tons of jokes. Yeah. And you know, it ends with Kate Blanchett. It's 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 a lot of power and I want all the power, but it's mm. too much power, yeah, etc. Yeah. And her the, head should have popped. Yeah. Just bam. Yeah. Just spread it all over the, the aliens and they would have been like, bleh. Yuck. But again, like the and, and when we get to the end when it all forms up and there's literally a little grey man there. Yeah. G- give me more ambivalent. Not not a give me more ambiguity. You know sure. what I mean? She sees something and we don't know what it is. I yeah. think that would have been better. Okay, fair enough. You know? But there is some good practical stuff in this. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, those guys who live in a wall. I want to know, like, how does that day start? Like you pack your little lunch and you that's go and right. crawl into a wall? Yep. Is that how that's yeah, that yeah. how your day starts and ends? Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. You clock in like those um those Warner Brothers cartoon dogs that, that hate each other or whatever, you know? <laughs> but what I do want to talk about before we get into the glasses, Mason, 
is something that I feel like is in your wheelhouse. Okay. He's wearing the same or very similar outfit to uh-huh. what he has previously. Again, yeah. we've talked about the hat, how it does mm. change moving a movie and whatever, and mm. they go back to previous models sometimes. One, sometimes it's grey. Yeah, sometimes it's grey, Mason. Freaking hell. Do you think in this era it is time to change up the outfit? Does it feel sad to you to oh, see him wearing the same You mean his adventure get-up? outfit? The yeah. slacks and the shirt and like the Like the teaching jacket? stuff, I'm fine with and whatever. Yeah, right. But do you mm-hmm. think in this era it's like maybe you want to... I don't know, get another shirt. Tracksuit, for, yeah. for example, sure. No, I think it's cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a man who knows... Even some variation on it, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think... Yeah, I sometimes I feel that with a... cap, Like, with a... I think also we've been spoiled by, like, MCU movies and superhero movies where every character gets a new look every sure, movie, yeah. even several times a movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it does look like a guy who's only had one outfit for, like, 30 years. But... Even Han Solo had a slightly different jacket yeah. is what I'm saying. I think this one is a slightly different jacket. I mean, jacket. it is, but it's still like the, you know, it's yeah, the basic right. look. Yeah. You know? Mm. Look, no. I'm torn. Yeah. I think you're right. I think... You, it, I don't even know what you would... What, what would that even look like changing Because the, the problem is if you never change the character's look, ultimately it looks it starts to be a bit cartoony. Yeah. But, I mean, maybe it's the thing of like, the, you know... They, they've never really changed yeah. it, so why now? Maybe like 1935 was the best year of his life, and why would he change? I would, would say it almost certainly was. <laughs> why, why would he change? And, that, and that's when, you, as a man, that's when your style, you know... 1935. 1935, that's why we all yeah. dress like it's 1935 over here. You're absolutely right. Um, but what, about a, what about a long black trench coat a la The Matrix? <laughs> <laughs> what about that? Absolutely. But look, I think you know it's got it's got. I mean, pop- he still looks good in yeah. it again, and, and he moves well. It's very practical. They yeah. probably you know the um. What's he going to switch to jeans? They take forever to dry, James. Yeah, they do. And he's take always falling to dry. into a river. You know what I mean? <laughs> I always. like it. The slacks. Are pr- he's practical. It's got a lot of pockets. Oh, that river bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. pretty good. Is pretty what good. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. But okay, we got to circle back around to his glasses. Okay, now you're trying to determine. Yeah. What prescription Indiana Jones has, or whether in fact he has a prescription at all? Now, the, if I recall, the only time he's wearing glasses in this yep. is one is the, so the scene at the college mm-hmm. where he's teaching. Uh, he's wearing little round glasses, but for the most part, he's looking over the top of them. Yes. So that would suggest to me that the, those ones are reading glasses. Because when he looks out into the the, the, the student he's body, peeking over. he's peeking over them. And when uh, when his friend opens the door to speak to him, he's he's looking over them. Yeah. And then when he goes to speak to Jim Broadbent, he takes them off entirely. So I think he's using them to look at the blackboard. Mm-hmm. And but when he uh, looks over the top of them, he can see the, the 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 students perfectly well. Okay. That would be my guess. I agree. Mm. I think uh, from this investigation, mm. well, that we've I've, done. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna, obviously I've got my input here, but you, you're the one who has to make the final decision here. Well, there's a little wrinkle on this that I want to talk about. Okay. <laughs> I do think that they're just reading glasses. Uh-huh. I think maybe sometimes he'll just wear them because he's just got them on. Mm. You know. But but here's the thing. It's interesting that his vision has not deteriorated. Yeah. And his health has basically stayed the same. And we know that's because he's Hollywood rich and famous. That's true. And that's why in real life that he's still able to do the things that he is in this movie. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the Last Crusade novelization, Mm -hmm. there is... I think there's a link between the Grail and him being this level of fitness. You think think it has something to do with the the fact that he he chugged from the... uh... (laughs) The 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 uh, the tumbler of uh, tumbler eternal of youth. youth. Okay, the tumbler <laughs> yeah. of youth. Yeah. Terrific. Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing: if you go into the novelization, it goes into more detail about how it works. And apparently, what it is is you is have this to... an Alan Dean Foster joint. No, it's a. Oh, you really fucked me on this, Mason. <laughs> <laughs> I got to know Max Allen Collins. 
Robert McGregor. Okay. All Rob right. McGregor. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, what you basically have to do, what the knight had to do, was drink every day. Mm-hmm. And if you drink from it every day, you retain your youth. Okay. But the longer that you drink from it, and if you pause drinking, then your age catches up to you the longer you leave it. I see. But you basically, yeah, that's why the, so the knight apparently had a few crises of faith uh-huh. and that's why he aged. Right. He basically took a couple of days off and okay. then went, no, I love God, actually, and he kept <laughs> drinking. But then, Do you love God or do you, or do you love your perfect skin, mate? <laughs> Great question, mm. yeah. But here's the thing. Do you love God or do you love not having any crow's feet? <laughs> <laughs> but what it does do, mm. if you even drink from it once... When there was only one set of crow's feet, that's when I carried you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. That's all right. But what it does do, even mm. if you drink from it once, nice. any injuries or diseases that you have, it clears up and gives you an absolutely fresh bill of health. So this is... this We, we, can, we can break Indiana Jones's life up from before... Yeah, but b- before the uh, last crusade, before b- BC, before crusade, yep, and AD yep. after drinking, <laughs> after drinking from a big st- stone cup, exactly. Okay, so so potentially, essentially, he got a reset. Yeah, so his prescription ne- after that is not necessarily the same as the one before. No, mm. I would say it's very possible, and there's probably comics and novels that say the opposite of this. That that fixed his eyes. And then the 19 years in between, his eyes basically went back to where they were slowly. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it didn't youthify him. It basically mm. just just clean bill of health him. And it potentially, when he looked into the crystal skull, mm. that gave him LASIK. <laughs> so maybe his vision's perfect now. Because he, he didn't use glasses after that at all, That's did he? That's true. Not even at, his, at the wedding. He wasn't wearing Not them. even at the wedding. Mm. So yeah, anyways, it ends with like, it's too much power. Uh, why did I absorb all this power, etc.? Mm. And there's a moment where Mac just falls over and I just was thinking to myself, hey, Mac, get up. Just get up. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, this is. I think I'm all right. <laughs> it's got to stay here, I reckon. Okay, so do you think he, he heard you? No, he, no, he didn't get up. He flew oh, yeah. into the vortex. Oh, yeah. Maybe he got off after. No, he, he went. went into the vortex. Yeah, but when he landed in wherever the vortex takes you. <laughs> I think a stone probably killed him. Oh, yeah, that's actually <laughs> probably true. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, Mason. It's time for Indiana Jones and the Trivia of the Crystal Trivia. I love that. The trivia segment of the show where we go, wow, new trivia. Pretty good. Not necessarily new, <laughs> but but it is trivia. Mm. So when Indiana Jones is referring to being kidnapped by Pancho Villa, mm. he's referring to the adventures of young Indiana Jones, the episode Spring Break Adventure. Whoa. So those are all canon. Interesting. Except for the old Indiana Jones eyepatch stuff, which George Lucas put in and everybody complained within the studio because they don't line up with the stories properly. Oh, so they end up taking those mm. out. But the He's rest- got perfect vision <laughs> after the crystal skull laser thing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Why would he need an eye patch? Yeah. Mm. That's interesting. It's interesting that I, I, I guess I just assumed that was just a, you know, a callback to an adventure that they had and we've never seen it or what have you. But it's good to know it's a very specific thing. Absolutely. And they learned some stuff. They probably. learned some stuff, yeah. Harrison Ford was apparently adamant that he got to wield Indiana Jones's famous whip Paramount executives wanted the weapon to be computer-generated because of new movie safety rules, but Ford branded this rule ridiculous. You'd never get away with making this movie now, though, I tell you that much, Mason. That's right. Not with today's culture. You'd never make Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That's right. You couldn't have a whip. You'd have to have... um, An equality whip. You'd have to have an equality whip. (laughs) You'd have to whip every single person equally. That's good. That's good, I think. Yes, (laughs) that's good. Yeah. 
Uh, so, as mentioned, Sean Connery turned down a cameo because he was enjoying retirement too much and Alex G fucked him up. But John Rhys-Davies was also approached to cameo at the wedding at the end mm-hmm. but thought it would cheapen the character. So decided not to. Probably a good call, honestly. Uh, so these were some of the titles that were considered for the movie. This one's from George Lucas. Indiana Jones and the Saucer Men. Steven Spielberg's <laughs> was... <laughs> oh, yeah, no, all right. Yeah, it's fine, fine right? Yeah. Mm. Steven Spielberg's idea. Oh, but it, it sounds a little bit like Indiana Jones and the Source of Men. That's, yeah, fair enough. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's good too. I guess. Sure. Yeah. Steven Spielberg's idea was Indiana Jones and the blank blank of the Mystrians. Fill, okay. it, fill it in. He was going to fill it in later. <laughs> I'll do it on the day. Yeah. And screenwriter David Cope wanted Indiana Jones and the son of Indiana Jones. I don't think that's real. No. That sounds made up. Yeah. Speaking of son of Indiana Jones. Oh, though. Indiana Jones. This is day one. Day one, they're breaking the script. Oh, Indiana Jones and the son of Indiana Jones. What did you say? <laughs> Nothing. I don't have any ideas for that. Speaking of son of Indiana Jones, Mason, mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is what Shia LaBeouf said about this movie. He's this movie's biggest critic. Because oh. I feel like with some distance, mm. and we've seen this with other movie franchises yeah, before, yeah, yeah. a lot can be forgiven. I you think know? with a judicious edit, a yeah. lot of this could be fixed. If instead of... Fighting while doing the the splits on the top of a couple of jeeps, he dies. He just dies straight away. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he said, "I feel like I dropped the ball on the legacy that people loved and cherished. You get the monkey swinging and things like that, and you can blame it on the writer and you can blame it on Stephen, but the actor's job is to make it come alive and make it work. And I couldn't do it, so that's my fault. Simple. Now, as a result of this, apparently, this destroyed his relationship with Spielberg because oh. also Spielberg obviously had a hand in the." Transformers movies sure as well. Did, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, very loosely. Yeah. Don't blame him for that. So, <laughs> though he did pick Michael Bay. Ah. Yeah. Harrison Ford said this of Shia LaBeouf. I think LaBeouf was a fucking idiot. Uh-oh. As an actor, I think it's my obligation to support the film without making complete ass of myself. Shia is ambitious, attentive, and talented, and, and he's learning how to deal with a situation which is very unique and difficult. And Steven Spielberg apparently gave Shia the following advice. Tom Cruise never picks his nose in public. And Shia LaBeouf said... And all I thought was, I don't want to be Tom Cruise. It was, it was this gut reaction. What a tangled web of people saying weird stuff. Incredible. But I would say, look, as, as much as a lot of people don't like Shia LaBeouf for a bunch of good reasons, yeah. um, I don't think he could have. I don't, I don't think any actor You can't could, fix. Daniel Day-Lewis couldn't have saved <laughs> swinging through the trees with monkeys. He couldn't have done it. No, I agree. Mm. Yeah. Anyways, box office for this on a budget of $185 million, making this by far the biggest Indiana Jones budget. Mm, thus far. Thus far, mm. yes. Uh, it made $790 million that okay. year. It is the second highest grossing movie of the year internationally behind The Dark Knight. I see. All the other ones are number one. This is number two. That's, that's not a bad outcome at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And here's the thing, Mason. People, they love these videos. They tell me. Oh, yes. And they say, can I see them early? And you say no. No, I say yes. I've been telling them no. No, you've got to tell them yes. Oh. Okay, you tell them no, I'll tell them yes. Okay, great. We'll come at them like that. Oh, uh, right, 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 right. But if you head over to bigsandwich.co, they always go up early. Lawrence, who edited this series, we very much appreciate it. Thank you, Lawrence. He gets them done. And Ben, who's coming back also, they get them done early. They go up there. And there's also bonus podcasts. There's movie commentaries. Mm-hmm. We do video game Let's Plays and we're going to be playing some Indiana Jones stuff if you want to check it out. That's right. Exclusively there. But who wants a hint towards next week? Me? I don't. Well, you know, right? Yeah, I do. It's um, it's Mission Impossible. We're coming back to those. Oh, nice. What are we up to? Four? Four? 
Octopus. Oh, no, nice. we'll find out. All right, cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll do I a remember Google liking Thor a lot. Yeah, me too. Mm. Anyways, thank you so much, everybody, for watching. Please give a big subscribe to your favorite YouTube channel. And then us. Yeah, that's right. Grab that jam, you guys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. I was going to make that joke. Too late. I was going to make it. Too late. Ah. That's right. Should bloody drink from the bloody bloody cup of the bloody Christ the cup the thing and then you wouldn't be so stupid. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't think it does that, but I, I would. Well, you can hope. I would try. Yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.